So this, uh, we weren't joking when we said that this service is a little bit different than usual. So um, we also were very serious when we said that kids are taking part in almost every aspect of what we're doing today. And guys, I got to be honest with you, Ethan's got way more guts than most of you, right? So Ethan, I've known Ethan since literally he was a baby, and, and he is, uh, is going to uh, share a little bit with me today, um, but he's got an announcement first about is kids. Okay. Uh, say it real loud. Kids three and younger are dismissed for Quest. Yes. Kids three and under are dismissed for Quest. right there. So guys, this, uh, this is our all-family service. Um, one of the things you should probably expect is to expect the unexpected on a service day like this. Um, I love it that our kids are doing this with us. I told Ethan, I said, uh, I, I said listen, I know you're nervous. Um, and to be honest, I still get nervous every single Sunday when I come up here. And I've done this for a long time. Um, I, think that's a, I think that's kind of a good thing, because if you don't have a little bit of nerves when you're talking about what God has to say to his people, um, you might be in the wrong profession. Um, so uh, we're going to talk just a little bit today. Guys, we, we believe that, that kids are a huge blessing to us, and, and, and not only that, we believe that kids have something to bring um, every single day. Every single person in our church has a gift. And we believe that we're called to bring those gifts. And, and speaking, of, speaking of gifts, I, I don't know if you guys know this. I'm, I'm really talking mainly to kids right now. Um, but kids, did you know that there are certain characteristics um, that are common uh, based on the order that you were born? Have you heard that before? Maybe your parents have said that. If you're a firstborn in your family, in other words, if you were the very first kid born in your family, I want you to raise your hand. Adults can, adults can raise your hands, too, because it's going to apply to you the same way. Okay. Well, lots of, quite a few firstborns. Okay. So I'm going to tell you what firstborns are typically like and see if, this, um, see if this connects with you. You're a little bit more independent. Yeah? <laughs> I heard, yeah. Obviously a firstborn. That, that's the attitude of firstborns. So you're often also leaders. Does that apply to you? Um, you're more likely to get A's on your report cards. Did you get a lot of A's? And, and, and this is kind of a good thing. You're less likely to do dumb things as teenagers. Some, yeah, I, I heard some laughs that are basically like, well, that didn't apply to me. Okay. Okay, so uh, if you're a middle child, I'd like you to raise your hand. That means that you have brothers or sisters older than you and younger than you. So middle children, raise your hands. Okay, here's what uh, middle children are like. You tend to be really good at keeping the peace in your family. Have you noticed that you always have to like kind of, kind of make sure everybody's okay? You like to keep the peace in your family. You're, you're pretty easygoing. You tend to be kind of self-motivated and you play nicely in the sandbox with your friends. Right? <laughs> Some of you guys are like, I don't know what a sandbox is. If you're the youngest in your family, I'd like you to raise your hand. Now you guys are the wild card. You guys are the fun ones to talk about. Okay, so, so, so I'm going to tell you about you, Ethan. You're most likely confident. 
I'd say he is because he came out on stage with me. Okay? You're often popular. Yeah, of course. Of course. Um, you also have a harder time doing what your parents tell you to do. Yeah, that tells me a lot. I'll talk to your mom later about that, okay? Yeah. Okay. So here's the thing. Um, we all have these unique personalities that God's given us. Um, how many of you guys, um, kids in particular, really enjoy hanging out with babies? Now, now some, some boys do, and that's great. But a whole lot of girls probably in our church are going to raise their hands. You love hanging out with babies. How many of you um, like to draw or paint? Ooh, I don't know if you've noticed, but we've been, we've been doing more artistic things in, in our church services on Sundays because we know that one way to worship God is to, uh, is to invest in the arts. And we want, we want all of our artists to know that they have a place here in the church to use their gifts. How many of you guys like to sing? Some of you guys, some of you guys sing in the shower probably, and your voices sound really awesome there, right? Everybody sounds like a professional in the shower, Right? So some of you guys like to sing. How many of you guys like to help other people? I don't see enough hands. I want to see some adult hands. I see some people in here. You need to be raising your hands because you like to help people, right? How many of you guys like computers? You love technology. You love the latest phone. You love the latest computer. You're just all about technology. Okay. Okay. Did you know that there's a way to use that talent and that gift in the church as well? How many of you guys like to speak on stage in front of a lot of other people? <laughs> hey, that's awesome. Guys, listen, listen, here's the thing. Here's how rare that is. The two greatest fears in life are death and speaking on stage in front of a lot of people. Yep. So if you have some desire to speak on stage in front of people, you're supposed to speak on stage in front of people, right? Mm -hmm. All right, so I'm glad you're here. He's about to speak on stage in front of people. Here's what's really great about our church, that we, we seek to be a loving family. We, we, we seek to operate as a loving family. And, and when we use the gifts and the personalities that God has given us, and li listen, kids, I, kids and adults, I don't know what you've been told, but the way that you are made is not an accident. Your personality is not an accident. The order of your birth is not an accident. The things that you're passionate about, they are not accidents. God wants to use them in his family. It's very much on purpose. But in order to do it right, there are a lot of gifts out there. In order to do it right, we have to have a couple of things in place. So Ethan is about to read um, from a passage. Um, it's just a couple of verses to start. Something that Jesus taught his disciples. He taught on a whole lot of things, but one of the biggest things that Jesus taught about was love. So Ethan, I'm going to ask you to read um, your first couple of verses. Uh, John 13, verse 34 through 35 says, A new command I give you, love one another as I have loved you, so you must love one another. By this, everyone will know that you are my disciples if you love one another. Mm, that's good. That's good. Do you know there are a whole lot of gifted people that don't show a lot of love, right? So you can have all the talents in the world, but if you don't have love, you actually have nothing. Jesus, Jesus says that he doesn't care about your gifts nearly as much as he cares about your heart that delivers those gifts, right? That's what matters. 
Here's the thing. Sometimes when we're kids, we dream about what we're going to be when we grow up. How many of you guys had gigantic dreams? Like you look back at them now and you're kind of like, I can't believe I thought maybe I could do that. Right? We, we think about huge things like um, when you ask little kids what they want to be, they say things like, I want to be a movie star. Right? And not many people become movie stars. Or, or you say, I'm going to be a professional baseball player. I'm going to play for the Cubs and I'm going to win a second title in 100 years. Hey. It's true. <laughs> you say, I'm going to be an astronaut. I mean, that's actually least likely of all. Or, or, or I'm going to be a doctor. Here's what I know. God cares a whole lot less about what you do than the heart that you bring to it. You can have the greatest job in the world, the most exciting job in the world, and one day when you meet God, he's not going to say, I'm really glad that you were an astronaut because only a few people in the world are ever smart enough to do that. What he's going to do is say, did you do it with love? That's the most important thing. God cares so much about how you treat those around you. You know what job I'm probably most thankful for, you guys? I'm probably most thankful for uh, the garbage truck that comes to my house every Thursday morning. I'm really not joking. Every Wednesday night, I drag out the biggest cans that, that, that money can buy um, through our garbage company. I drag them out, and I put, the, I put the giant trash can here, and then I put the biggest recycling bin here, and then I just, I'm just confident that every Thursday morning, except for weeks where there's a holiday, that, that they're going to come and they're going to pick up my trash. And, and here's why I know it's important. Because three times since I've been married, I've forgotten to put out the trash. There are a whole lot of other things that, that my wife and my family would like me to not forget that I forget more often than three times. But I've only forgotten to take out the trash three times, and here's why. Because really quickly, you're aware that you still have trash. It doesn't take long to recognize that there is a rotisserie chicken carcass in your trash can. And I, in August, oh dear, I'm so sorry. It's really bad when you forget that. Because what I would like to do is just pull it back in the garage and then pay for the extra trash, uh, you know, the, the stickers in Aurora. You have to buy stickers. If once you fill the, the trash bins, you buy stickers for the bags. They're like $2.50 a piece to basically punish you and to shame you for the mistakes that you made. I, I want to just buy more trash bags and then take it out the next week. But I've got a wife who can smell everything for days. And you know what I have to do when I forget the trash? I have to put the trash in my car. <laughs> and I have to haul it bit by bit to a dumpster that I'm not supposed to put my trash in. <laughs> and speed away as fast as I can before the police come to get me. And I do that because of love. Every job is important, especially when you do it with love. So here's the thing, you guys. If you like to care for babies, know that God is pleased and he wants to use you. If you like technology, there's a whole lot of technology that we can talk to you about and use your gift on a Sunday morning. If you like to sing, unless you're just good in the shower, you're probably going to be on stage one day singing praise to the Lord. If you like to speak, God will probably use you to share his word. 
all of your gifts can be used in this family. People have a hard time accepting that their particular gifts are, are useful to God or, or some of their talents or maybe they think maybe they're less important to God. So the Apostle Paul wrote this in 1 Corinthians chapter 12 to address that very thought. Uh, first, first Corinthians 12, verse 12 through 21 says, Just as a body, though one has many parts, but all its many parts form one body, so it is with Christ. For we were all baptized by one spirit, so as to form one body, whether Jews or Gentiles, slave or free, and we were all given the one spirit to drink. Even so, the body is not made up of one part, but of many. Now, if the foot should say, because I am not a hand, I do not belong to the body, it would not for that reason stop being part of the body. And if the ear should say, because I am not an eye, I do not belong to the body, it would not for that reason stop being part of the body. If the whole body were an eye, where would the sense of hearing be? If the whole body were an ear, where would the sense of smell be? But in fact, God has placed the parts in the body every one of them, just as he wanted them to be. If they were all one part, where would the body be? As it is, there are many parts but one body. The eye cannot say to the hand, I don't need you. And the head cannot say to the feet, I don't need you. Wow, that was wonderful. Can we give him a hand? Ethan, you are, you are definitely using your gift here. And we thank you for that. We thank you that you're part of this church and we get to be a part of your journey. And we are thankful to all of you for using all of your many gifts that you have here in this body. Um, we're so thankful. And we're, we're about to, to leave the stage, but I, we're going to introduce uh, Dan and Megan Free. And they, they use their gifts in a powerful way. They've actually, um, they've actually taken lead with our youth. Um, this is new to them here in this church, and they're going to share just a little bit about that. So Ethan's going to hand off the mic. It is now yours, All and right. we're thankful for you. All right. Thanks, everybody. So this past year, we had the privilege of being part of the vision casting team as well as the leading the high school youth. Um, so some of our youth had participated before in other youth groups, uh, and others had not. And not only that, but most of them had never really hung out with each other before. Uh, and maybe they had a passing high in the hallway during church. So one point of emphasis that we had for youth group as we were vision casting and trying to figure out what we wanted to do um, is that we didn't want youth group to be a separate entity from the larger church. So the vision team, we really wrestled with the idea of having youth group as a separate meeting during church, kind of almost like a, an extension of Quest, um, versus having a separate meeting where we go uh, outside of church. And ultimately, we came to the conclusion that we wanted the youth to be part of the church during church. Um, so that they can, you know, in a couple of years, they're going to be going off to college, potentially, and we want them to be able to integrate with that church community wherever they may go. And so we didn't want to um, handicap them in a way where they, they didn't know how to do that. And uh, we wanted to equip them for that time for them to know that we are a family. 
So just a few numbers for you. Currently, we have about a dozen youth attending the middle school and high school youth groups. Um, based on our current Quest enrollments, um, we're going to be adding some, some more. We're going to be adding five, and then the next year, 10, and then the year after that, 20 more kids. Um, so we exponentially are going to be growing. Um, church, middle school, and high school are tough. Um, even beyond that, Dan and I and the rest of the youth group teams have to face the fact that this is not the same youth group situations that we were in ourselves, um, even if it wasn't that long ago for us. So therefore, our mission or why we exist, simply put as meeting the youth where they are in the real issues of life and bringing truth of God's word to them as the solution. So how do we do that? So we focused, thanks, um, we focused this year on two aspects of that. Um, the first being community and living life with one another um, and their Christian identity within that. And the second is how to read and understand scripture so that they could apply principles to help seek and find the answers that they need. And while if you, specifically those of you who sit on this side of the room, might get annoyed at the chit-chat um, that's happening in that back corner, or today was more up front, um, I was able to watch a group of really nervous strangers uh, come together and, yes, sit in their own little pot at church. Um, and these friends now advocate for one another. They support. They encourage one another. So one week while we were split off into smaller group, the girls who were with me all had the truth highlighted for them that they are not alone and that they have very specific trials. But in this community, they have brothers and sisters in Christ who really do advocate, pray, and support them. They want to fight those tough battles and be there for their friends. And so for our second goal for this year is that we wanted to equip them with the tools of knowing how to find answers to their questions on their own in the Bible. It's been wonderful to watch the youth have aha moments as we go through studying God's Word this past year. We painstakingly went through an in-depth study of several chapters in Matthew and helping them to understand that the Bible was written for us, but the Bible was not written directly to us, and so we have to learn how to apply it correctly. Um, the, so at points, it kind of seemed like an English lecture where we're going over what's, you know, what's the significance of this, how do you apply it in different ways. But um, we realized after a couple of weeks where we had stopped doing that, that they actually asked for if they could do more studies like that. So it was really encouraging and exciting to see that. With all that being said, I wanted to uh, give a quick shout out to the leaders who have helped us matter so. Diane McCullough and Tony Van Denen, who have been leading the middle school youth. Yeah, yeah. And then Alyssa Ferenc, Deb Leslie, Nick Lorenza, and Ben Howerta, who have been leading the high school youth with us. And we can't forget, we have a special shout out for Jenny Burgess, who has done a lot of behind the scenes stuff and helped us with a lot of, a, a lot of stuff like that. We're also going to be including other leaders who have ex expressed interest for the discipling and mentoring of the youth because that's something that we really want to focus on as well, not just a, a one week a, uh, a month or one time a week meeting. So without further explanation, here's what our vision is for the youth, and we want to share this with you, and you want, we want you to, to share it in it with us.
is that the youth will possess a solid foundation and enduring faith at high school graduation, and we want them to know who God is and have a lasting relationship with him and have the knowledge and courage to tell others of the saving grace of Jesus Christ. Thank you. many of you have been um, affected by Eve Senti? How many of you? A whole lot of people, right? Okay, so, so it's kind of crazy. She has like a multi-generational influence in our church community. Um, she continues to serve um, in our Quest ministry, and I'm going to invite her out. She is a very fascinating person. She's a loving person. She is a direct person, and she knows her stuff kind of person. And I told her she's got three minutes to speak out here, and it takes a whole lot of focus to say much in three minutes. But I can tell you that Eve is a person who can say a whole lot in three minutes, so give her a warm welcome. (laughs) Oh, boy. (laughs) I think they just have me up here because I'm old, you know? (laughs) There we go. So I I never wanted to speak on stage. I used to throw up. I won't tell you what I did back there. Okay. So because I'm a teacher, and that I really love, I'm always looking for something visual to teach the kids about things of the Lord. And I ran into this interesting thing using cups so at this point the blue cup is going to represent God the Father the red cup who can guess okay I bet you can't guess the brown cup but that who oh yeah you're right this is you and me and everybody else in the world And the green cup is going to represent the Holy Spirit. Now, God the Father, I'm going to kind of personalize this because this is what happened to me. For years, my life was chaotic and upside down, and I prayed. I really did pray. I remember in college going to the church, the Methodist church that everybody went to, and going down the altar and saying, oh, I'm a mess. I need help. I need help. But I just just couldn't get there. And later on in life, as I messed up even more and uh, made bad decisions and bad choices, I was a firstborn. And believe me, Neil, I made bad choices as a teenager. <laughs> um, so they didn't apply. I was firstborn and knew knew what I was going to do, knew how I should run my own life. And uh, I would keep trying and trying and trying to get to the Father. Well, that's kind of like the rest of us, like me. This is me, trying to get to the Father. So here I'd come. Didn't work. So you think, okay, some people... Not me, but other people say, well, you know what? I just need to clean up my life. I need to do better. I need to get rid of some bad things, do some more good things. So here we come. 
doesn't work again. So we try harder. You know, I just didn't try hard enough. Didn't work. And you know why it didn't work? Because of sin. The father had a plan, though. He sent a son who took that sin that I could not conquer in the form of Jesus Christ, sent him to earth, put him on the cross, and he died as the sacrifice for sin. So guess what? I finally found Someone told me about Christ. I embraced Christ, and now I was able to embrace the Father. But there's more. I needed a lot of help. I needed strength. I needed uh, wisdom. I needed everything that the Father had to offer. Guess who? Who's this? The complete picture. Isn't that cool? So, here's what's so beautiful about this. I was really glad that um, you were able to read from John this morning because my verse is from John as well. This is from John 14, 20. And it's Jesus speaking. And he says, In that day you will know I am in my Father. I am in my Father. You are in me. And I am Holy Spirit in you. Yeah, yeah. Okay. All right, you guys, stand with us. going to uh, close our morning together with one last song and this is a familiar song and we got our singers helping us out again and this is a song uh, called No Longer Slaves and what I love about this song is that whether you're old or young no matter where you are we all walk through things and we all experience fear in our life but but, but the thing that's bigger in us is the Spirit of God that makes us all sons and daughters, yeah? And, and so it doesn't matter if we're small or we're big, the fact that God is our Father and we are His children enables and empowers us to walk through whatever season we find ourselves in. And so we're going to just sing this song and proclaim it together, amen?
cleaning up already. All right, before we go, I have a couple announcements and we have to honor some people. Um, we do not pass a giving basket if you feel led to give. We have a uh, drum and a basket in the back. You can give online. Uh, we also have prayer at the end of service. Um, prayer ministers, please come up front. If you feel led, if you want to pray with anyone, talk to anyone, come up from here. Uh, before we go, I do want to honor uh, Tony Van Denen and Rachel. If you guys can come up stage, please. And 
there, there is flowers and cards. We'll, we'll hand out to you guys. Bye, guys. We want you guys to come up stage for a second. for them guys they have been involved in quest ministry since day one they made it to what it is today um, they're, they're managing their lives and this as a priority and it's just inspiring to see every day they raise me and they raise many of your kids and I'm very very excited to see what we have in the future with them leading so thank you so much And then we'd like to pray for you guys as well. And before we go, we do have a little coloring book slash devotional thing you guys can pick up in the back when you guys leave for the kids. And then we'll have Zach come on and close us for prayer. All right, Zach. Let's go, Zach. Here we go. Thanks. Okay, Lord, we thank you for today. We thank you for this wonderful church that we have. We thank you for everything that you've done. Thank you for dying on the cross. Thank you for conquering sin. We thank you for everything. We cannot thank you enough for what you have done, Lord, for all of us. We pray that we have a fun time for the rest of the day. We pray that we would just love you throughout the world, Lord. That everybody would be praising you. Thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you guys so much. Enjoy your Sunday. Enjoy your weeks. We'll see you next week.